With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two Slips in the Gully. We are a trio again after Glenn missed out last week. He's back. How are you, Glenn? I'm good. How are you? I am pretty good. I'm really tired. I'm I'm, mm. I'm struggling a little bit. It's, it's going around. My uh, my little one decided that uh, he was full of too much Christmas spirit and didn't want to go to bed until well after 1am, mm. and then I was up again pretty early for work. So I've, I'm... I'm I'm running on steams a little bit, but we're talking cricket, so I'm. You're I'm have to I'll be get the Scrooge. I'll I'll yeah. get up for it. I'll get up for a cricket talk. I'll rally. <laughs> I'll rally. And I've also we're also joined by uh, Aaron as well. The other Aaron. How you going, mate? Oh, like I said, welcome good. back, Len. Oh, I'm I'm glad to be here. <laughs> you know. I had a gig last week, but uh, yeah, you know, your other hobby. I know. I know. It's like I was saying last week. It's mate, what to. Better obsessions could you have? Cricket and music. It's yeah, it's yeah. So there's a few. There's a few who've done that. Yeah. What do you reckon, yeah. Glenn? You are better, better muso or better cricketer? Oh, much better muso. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I haven't had a great year so far with the bat. Yeah. Oh well. I, I'm not to, to pile on and, and shove off because, but I'm yeah. I'm terrible with the yeah. bat. I absolutely garbage with the bat. And the what the I think like my thirteenth year of competitive senior cricket. And yeah. I have been, I think my highest score over that was about 38. Yeah. So I haven't got a lot to write home about. So I don't want to make this sound like boasting on the back of I've had a tough year, but I just want to get it. I'm having an amazing year with the bat. Yeah. I have had three 50s not out and a 46. So four scores higher than my highest score in 13 years. Bam. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what happened this year. I've figured out which end to hold it looks like. Well, I, it just seems to me, just from watching you and having watched a bit of your evolution over a period of time, is you now know where your hitting zone is, and you now know which ones to block. Yeah, and that's and that's probably as, and that, and that that's as good as you know, it gets. 
That, that, that gets you above third grade. Level. Yeah, that will, <laughs> that, that will get you some runs somewhere. Yeah. You stop the bad ones and the rubber, you know, the ones that are good there for you to have as a lash at, you get them away. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So I've swapped grades. I'm playing in a, a mixed seniors and juniors competition, and I I think that the the standard isn't as high as I've normally been used to. But there are some but very having, very handy cricketers in that grade. Having yeah, said it's that, higher than third grade. Yeah, I mean, that's... having said that, there's some really really good players in this grade. I mean, you're going to get your mix of some of the juniors, um, but you know, you can only you only hit the ball when they. From who bowls it to you, man? But so far this year, two hundred and forty odd runs at eighty. I'm pretty chuffed with that. <laughs> Stop the season now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Stop the count. Stop the count. Anyways, no one wants to listen to my cricketing exploits. We're here to talk about the the the, the finish to the 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 next two tests that we're talking about. Obviously, in the last episode we talked talked about Australia and the West Indies first test, and and England and Pakistan in their first test. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to move on to the next ones. And yeah. um, uh, the Big Bash has also started, and uh, the women have gone over and they've started a series over in India, which yeah, has uh, been five, some... Five T20s over there against a, a pretty good Indian team. I've been keeping a bit of an eye on it, and um, yeah. I, we I, were talking about this previously during the Women's World Cup, is that Australia's up here, and India now... I think they're better than England. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's Australia, a little bit of daylight, just yeah. a little bit. Um, and then India and England yeah. are now fighting for number two, and you'd say that probably India have got their yeah. their noses in front. Oh, absolutely. They've got some really, really good players. Um, and the way they went out, I think it was yesterday, last night, um, or the night before. Might have been the night before. It was the night before. And um, they come out and they give us a good hiding. Yeah, they scored 180-odd. Yeah, it looks like uh, I I haven't watched too much of what's gone on. seen some highlights and stuff of of those ones. We'll get into a little bit more detail later, but it certainly looks like they're a typical limited overs Indian wicket where there is absolutely nothing for the the bowlers because we've only lost two wickets so far in these two games. (laughs) Well, well, technically three if you count the wicket we lost in In the the, the the super over. But, yeah, so... (laughs) That's uh, not uh, not a great example for any aspiring young limited overs bowlers at the moment. <laughs> no, it's um, there's some of the wickets that have been produced over there in the, in that part of the world at the moment are suggesting that um, they need to have a bit of a think about what they're doing. Yeah, you know, just, in, just in general. Even contest between bat and ball. Yeah. All right, well, we will get right into it, and we'll start off, obviously, with the uh, the conclusion to the Frank Wild Trophy. Go on, straight down the throat of first slip. So the Frank Wild Trophy has come to a conclusion. It's a pretty disappointing and a big sign of how far the West Indies have fallen is that uh, the Frank Wild Trophy used to be, what, a four four-game series? Locked in four or, all, five. four or five, and now it's a two-game series, which is a bit sad. But in fairness, I know Glenn, you are not a fan of two-game series. None of us really are a fan of two-game series. But I don't think the Windies deserve another game, no. even if we well, even if we were hard set on mm. you cannot have a two-game series after those first two tests. I just send the Windies home. They don't deserve a third. That was no. some of the worst display of. Yeah, cricket yeah. Well, at this was, at this level. It was totally the opposite to what I thought. I was, you know, like just looking at numbers. I know, I know that you know you look at numbers and uh, they they should tell a story. 
Um, but, you know, you look at Jason Seals, he's, he's averaging in the low 20s as this, at the start of his career. That looks pretty legit. You've got Kemar Roach, who's, you know, averaging under 30 over a long period of time. Um, and you've got Jason Joseph, who's made a good start. Sort of like, okay, well, this, this should be, you know, they should be able to hold their own. And There, there were patches just, where they individually showed... The skills required to, yeah. you know, Jason Holder, you could hardly hit a run off him for most of the series. Uh, Alzari mm. Joseph had bits and pieces. Obviously, Tan- Tajnarayan Chanderpool and, yeah. and Brathwaite had good showing with a bat. Yeah. But just in general, especially when they were fielding, they just gave up the ghost really mm. early. They Do- just seemed to have no plan in place about how to go about winning a game but with the ball. I mean, the. Do you think that Craig Brathwaite is a is a captain? Um, no. Off, off the basis of those two games, no. no way. But I know that he has been a more proactive captain since taking over. Like mm-hmm. He was actually praised for the way that he ran the team initially after he, he filled in for, for, for Jason Holder. Like no. it was yeah. a, he, it just, But there was just seemed to be no... Well, I mean, Chase coming on with the new ball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that just did it for me. I was like... What is going on? Well, I, I must admit, I was sitting there, and as yeah, you know, I'm laid up a little bit at the moment, so I'm sitting there, and I'm just thinking to myself, my God, what are you doing? And I think I actually sent a message to you on our group chat. If you captained the team that we, that we play in like that, I would walk off the field. Yeah. Mm. That's how bad it was. Yeah. You cannot, you've got a, a five-man, well, a four, in the second test, a four-man pace attack. Yeah. And you've got a deep point, and a deep backward square leg in the eighth over. Mm. And then you bring your spinner on. In the 11th. Yeah. In the 11th over. 11th with over. A, with a, in a pink ball game, yeah. with that with a pace attack that I mean, to Ford. And, and the other thing was they, they, they didn't have the team for that. Like Roston Chase, the, way, the only reason that I could see that they picked the team that they picked was, okay, we're short of batting. We haven't well, got... A lot of batting, so we'll pick a batsman at eight. It looks like to me that the way they thought it was going to be is we're playing a game at Perth, yeah, which is quick and bouncy. That's all we've seen, and we've got a pink ball game. We don't need a lead spinner, so yeah. they picked Roston Chase. No one can come to Australia with a spinner but, and not win. But then sort to like okay, so you've gone and made that choice. You've looked at the type of games on the type of grounds that you're playing, and went. Well, we don't need a lead spinner. He's not going to get any run. We're going to have a pink ball game. He's not going to need a spinner too much. When we've got all these quick bowlers for a pink ball game, and we've got all these quick bowlers, we're not going to need a, a, a spinner at yeah. Perth with the, all these quick bowlers. But then proceeds to bowl Roston Chase and himself, yeah. an off spinner, so much in yeah. those games. And it's yeah. just like, well, what was the plan heading and, in? How could the plan be derailed this early you've come into a pink ball game and you've identified that we don't need a specialist spinner because a pink ball game doesn't require one so we're going to pick Roston Chase who's batted primarily in the top six yeah. at eight to just fill in with some spin and go with these with our fast bowlers and we've just decided in the 11th over that like I know that they had an injury to their yeah. um to, to their debutant but yeah. you still had enough Bowling Still got to, three fast bowlers there to cover yeah. that at least for the first for the first session. You yeah. would just well, rotate yeah, those I mean, quicks that's, to that's try and crazy. Make... Well, to me, like they had uh, Thomas. Well, Thomas is a reserve wicket keeper, so I think yeah. the overs you got out of him are an absolute bonus. But yeah. like, I, I get it, I get it. So they lost their, their their fourth quick. He went down after two overs. Yeah. But you think, okay, I've got a brand new pink rock that's going to do mm. absolutely nothing. Yep. 
after the shine comes off it until night time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, why would you give the spin of that? You just go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bowl you guys into the ground for the first mm. two hours and see if we can make some headway. I, I don't understand the obsession with needing four seamers as well. Like four is you, you, your fourth seamer is a bonus. Like exactly. team, teams got by with three seamers for. We years. never had four seamers. We yeah. played a tradition. It's a traditional Australian thing. We have three seam bowlers and a spinner. Yeah. In whatever incarnation that happened to be, whether that was Lily Thompson, yeah. whoever, and Ashley Mallet or so, Terry Jenner, mm. or going right Gal- back to Gillespie, McGraw, yeah. Lee, Warren. Yeah, or McGill, or whoever, you know. Yeah. So, we don't play Johnson, Hilfen House. Yeah. So, so, whoever so, so Jason Holden Holder spot. being a, an all rounder gives you that bonus for a fourth seamer. Yeah. So, so, one of them goes down. You still got a, a reasonably balanced attack. You don't need yeah. to panic and, and bowl spin. You right? still had Anderson Phillip. You still had um, Alzari Joseph. You still had Jason Holder, and you still had Devin Thomas, who could swing yeah. the ball a bit. Yeah. There was no need for Brathwaite and and Jason uh, Brathwaite and and Roston uh, Chase. Chase to get the, their hands on the ball in the, in the first yeah. session. Yeah. And and uh, someone will, I'm sure someone will point out, oh, Brathwaite only bowled to change the bowler's ends around. Well, that's not good enough either. It's the first session of a pink ball test, and you know that if you don't make a breakthrough early, you are in for a long, hard slog yeah. until you get the new ball at and night. Just, you can't afford to stuff up your bowler's ends that early in a test match. Get it right. Yeah. I, I I just don't understand. I I haven't seen like you. I haven't seen Brathwaite uh, when he's he's been good at captaincy and he was praised. Um, so I, I I don't know. I didn't see those games either. I just know well, that all he I was... saw was that that Holder just was suddenly thrown out, um, and he had a really positive. He, he had that. On a competitive spirit, yeah. I, I think he was starting to. I think Holder with, with Holder was a, a case of him not wanting to continue on. Right. Okay. Um, he yeah. I, I think I there think, may have been a little bit of freeing up some time for him to be able to go and play franchise cricket a little uh, bit. So if there were clashes, yep. he wasn't obligated to play in the test side. Well, so play that record again. We, yeah. we haven't heard that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. He hasn't come out right, come and said this, but you yeah. know, you, I know that he did miss some games, and and that's when Brathwaite took over, and then that led to Holder then being, I mean, yeah, ousted from the captaincy, well, uh, stepping uh, down. I mean, like McQueeno Midley, the 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 deputant that they've brought in. I mean, him being there, it, it baffles my mind as well. I can't believe that I mean, not that, one of the like. I know that they they're T Twenty specialists, but they were in Australia. Yeah. They were bowling. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I'll I'll let you finish your point because I'll... yeah. Well, I I I, I heard them talk about um, you know his lead up to that uh, on the on the ABC, and he played a list A game for his uh, island or uh, whatever the setup is over there. Um, I think it, it goes by island. Um, he played one in November and didn't play the rest of that series. And his, own, his last game before that was a T20 game in August. So two games in the last yeah, and four none, months. None of and them let's were put him on far. a 35-hour plane trip. Uh, like, uh, are are they you, really that hard up for fast bowlers? Why they would you have not have picked any of the fast bowlers that were in your like? Yeah, in your T Twenty squad that you just had oh, that were just in the country. You're just waiting for him to break down. He, he came off the plane. And, like I know it's a big and difference. And you've got a couple of good ones there. You could have thrown in that um oh, that Sheldon Cotterill. 
The left armour? Yep, yep. Odell Smith? Yeah, or oh, Odeon. Odeon Smith? Is Odeon that his Smith? Yeah. 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 I few... mean, I know they had a lot of injuries. Odeon. Raymond Reefer got yeah. sent home yeah. before he even played a, a single but sort of, but game. But, like, these guys, like, yeah, it's a big step from bowling four overs in a T20, but at least they've got cricket in their legs and they haven't just travelled yeah. 35 hours yeah. to, to play the next day. Uh, what's what's just... going on there? It just doesn't make any sense. I... Well, yet again, we all we, when we have these conversations, we always seem to be stumbling across the, the big elephant in the room, which is a cricket administration. Yeah, and exactly. clearly, it's no better in the West Indies than it is out here. We, we like say all the time, be... cricket is better when the West Indies are playing well. And for more, yeah. I can't just I haven't seen the West Indies play this badly. I mean, they're like even when they were struggling at Test cricket, they were competitive in the short form, and they're not even doing that at the moment. It is nah. just a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, before we well, we could go and just cry our eyes out about the, the fall of the West Indies for the rest of the episode, but I want to talk about some stuff from the Australians now. Yeah. Um, Marnus Labuschagne, what uh, a summer he's starting out to have, and uh, another 160 in the in the first innings. Yeah. Absolutely, just this is what you call filling your boots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fill your boots while you can, mate, because it's all about to get a little bit harder. I think he... Mm. I could be wrong, but I think he may... He's either first or second in history for total runs scored in a two-test series. Yeah. Um... Which is yeah, which just goes yeah. to show just how big he's been. Uh, Travis Head scored a fantastic 175 that on was, his home deck. That was probably his finest hour of Test cricket, I think, even surpassing that um, innings in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't mean his finest. I, I think it's the best he's played. I I think the that his was, first his first hundred in the Ashes. Last was his probably his finest. When you t- when you take away like the fact that he hasn't established himself in the side proper, it's an Ashes series. We were in a bit of trouble when he came in. This is a very very good innings, absolutely. But in terms of his finest innings, like it was that turned into a runnable hundred and fifty. Didn't it? I think that that first knock or something like that really got us out of the mire. I think yeah, I think that's still his finest. But yeah, this was well, in think, terms of complete innings, yeah. it was very very good. Well, I think just it? the way he controlled it. And I mean, but talking about Travis Head, we can't get away from the fact. Did you have a look at his wagon wheel? Oh yeah, just he's, just he's, set eight blokes at cover, and you've got it done. About ninety shots between point and extra cover. Oh, and probably like, gully, gully and extra cover. And, and there's another thing: how in earth, when you've got the ball nipping around and it's bouncing a little bit, you don't have a gully. <laughs> Don't the West Indies use a gully? Because it's not, they just don't ever have anyone there. It might not bounce that much in the West Indies anymore. No. Yeah, but you're not in the West Indies, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is Australia. Where the ball they, they've, surely, a bit. they've at least watched some footage, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, like, I was just astonished. And, I mean, have yeah. a look at how many catches we actually took in the gully during the series. Yeah. There's at least three or four, yeah, probably well, more. There was that screamer from Cameron Green, I remember that one. Oh, that was a and to be fair, that was probably the best thing that Cameron Green did in that game. He had a shocker in that yeah. one. Yeah. And that's the thing that I didn't get. Uh, I, I, anyone who's followed the, uh, the Facebook page at all would have seen, like, it was ruining my night, actually, because I was trying to enjoy the, the cricket and Nisa and all that, having a go with the pink ball. And yeah. all these numpties online 
were just going off about how, oh, look, I think Green isn't as good as advertised and maybe we need to think about dropping him if he's not going to do the job and da 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 And it's just, a shame Mitchell Marsh is not. Uh, and I'm just like, what is <laughs> that wrong? That was a step too far for me. No. What yeah. is wrong as with soon people? As, as soon as the name Marsh was invoked, I was, in, I was yeah. up on, yeah. We're, we're talking about this is, good old this is less people. than 12 months from the fact that he went and scored what? Two seventies against England, two seventies against Pakistan. Yeah. He took thirteen wickets in the last Ashes series, and he has a bad, a bad game. Yeah. Not a bad series, a bad game. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, oh, maybe we should drop him and let him develop in Shield cricket. I'm like, what? Really? What? The guy's eight hundreds at fifty, and. 50-odd wickets at 30 in Shield. We're like, oh, maybe he needs to just, oh, yeah, yeah. get out. He bowls 140 k's an hour. He's a 1,000 feet tall, and he's one of the best gully fielders that I've seen in recent history. But he's 23, and he and hasn't he's, worked himself out mentally yet. And he's 23 Aaron. years old, and, oh, my Man, God. Man, I haven't I'm worked just, myself out mentally. It's just <laughs> like I haven't, seen, I haven't seen things that ludicrous since, like, Looking on my 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 team's rugby league team's Facebook page, and there are a lot of stupid rugby league fans out there. Just, I sort of just, just a reminder: he goes for the night. The night, yeah, yeah. And I just I always when I look at comments online, I always go: I think there's a higher standard of fan in cricket. I think yeah. Yeah. the the standard of fan in rugby league that they're not quite. It's not quite a thinking man sport, is and, it? And then, if we're, and if then we're really honest, some of I mean, the guff not, that come out the other day. Not all rugby league fans. There are some very intelligent ones, but I think just in general, the standard is a little bit lower. In and I was like, I wouldn't even expect to see a comment that stupid in a rugby league forum. Let's drop Cam Green after he scored five in a pink ball. Like what? What? Yeah. Almost wanted to knock and him you, out of the group. And you've yeah. got to you got to remember too, like yeah, he had a bit of a dodgy innings. Okay, he bowled pretty well. Oh, except and, for that, except for that over that he took the wicket. Yeah, the over that he took the wicket was yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, but if that's his bad, if that's his, if that's his basement. Yeah. <laughs> really, like, really, yeah, get a grip on yourself, people, for God's sake. Just yeah, just. This is the same game where Steve Smith scored a duck. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh. I just stopped. I just stopped like replying because I'm just like the cricket on right now is really entertaining and this is this is taking me out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um Bolland again. Superb. Um Yeah, he was good. Well, I think in general he was he was okay. Like he bowled well without luck. He wasn't he wasn't like, oh, build him a statue, Scott Bolland, until the fourth innings where he took that triple wicket maiden, yeah. which were his only wickets for the game, mind you. Yeah, um, yeah but I, I, I do definitely rate. I think yeah, that, but, that was just the over where yeah. they happened to hit the edge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, yeah. yeah. he bowled fantastic. Like, yeah. hardly, hardly put a foot wrong. Like he, <laughs> he yeah. could have taken about fifteen it, outside edges, fifteen overs for twenty six or something in the first inning. Mm. It was just. Yeah. Uh, with the style of bowler that he is, he just compliments those other guys, man. Yeah, he really just, does. There's no relief. It's yeah. just it's it's like it's like McGrath. He was just yeah. I'm I'm putting it here like the the 
little bloody square that they superimpose yeah. on the pitch and yeah. they're just nailing he's, his he's, he's hitting that beer coaster that you put on the length. You yeah, know, like absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And it looks like he's going to get the uh, the nod for for the Gabba with yeah. uh, Hazelwood. Uh, I'd, I'd say would be ruled out for the remainder of the Test summer because of a side strain. They're, Again, they're talking about getting him back for Boxing Day, but oh, I can't. They, they were talking no. about him doing that in the Ashes when he had a side strain, which was apparently not as bad. So I'd say we've seen no. seen yeah. the 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 rest of the Hoff, he is done. Um, I thought Stark led the attack very well. Yeah. Picked yeah. up five for the he's, game. He's come back a bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, the... let's face it. This is a game that suits him. Pink ball games are his jam. And I, yeah. He, yeah. you know, two for 48 off 16 overs and uh, three for 29 off 10 when they routed the yeah. Windies. In I the... think he's just developed a bit of patience. You know, when when the ball's not swinging, he doesn't. Yeah, there's a bit more of a plan. Doesn't doesn't there, go, isn't go for it. Yeah, you know, he's not still he's trying seen, to get a wicket. Every quite ball. happy to hit that back of a length and just make them sort of have to feel feel for the ball around about off stump all the time. Yeah, that was the impressive thing I thought with him was when the ball didn't wasn't swinging, he didn't he didn't get into that you know full or short sort of mode that he gets into, and he cops a bit of tap. He actually. Bowl yeah. a really good line and length, and, and just put sort of pressure settle. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, put pressure on all the time. There was no wild balls. There was no rank half follies. There was, and I mean, his short balls are really good. His short balls cause a lot of problems. He, he, for he does love a pink ball game, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, some negatives. David Warner. What are we thinking there? Who else? <laughs> Who else? We've got no, a gl- we've got a Renshaw, you got a, go a glut of openers at the moment that yeah. have just. Oh I, yeah. no, I didn't mean like who's. I mean who who else we're going to talk about? Bloody David Warner. Um, um mm. we actually there was some interesting debates on our on our um on the Facebook page with quite a few people about Warner and this and that and and I've had several debates with English people on their websites about. David Warner and, you know, he's this and he's that. My point about all of it is that Warner has nothing to lose now. He knows he's on the way out, okay? He is going to milk it for all it's worth. And if he can use pressure like that to keep himself in the team, because, quite frankly, performances don't deserve it. No, and I th- I'm worried that that's the case, yeah. is that we're... We're going to stick with Warner yep. so it doesn't look like we're yep. punishing him that's, for that's my what's been going on outside of all he's, this. He's able to use the outside noise to influence his selection. I don't know. I don't necessarily I don't know if it's think necessarily it's, him doing it, but the conscious, outside yeah, noise. I think it's a byproduct of, yeah. of the outside noise rather than Warner going, man, I haven't scored a run in a while. If I just go and release this thing on Instagram about how unfair the, the thing <laughs> is, I won't get dropped. I don't, I don't, I don't give him credit for being that. Smart, to be honest with you. Look, I've uh, like mailing selectors into yeah. picking. <laughs> I, I, I've got pictures of you, man. Since yeah. Sandpaper Gate, I have like I've not been a fan of David Warner. I like can't I can't forgive what's happened. But in fairness, there's some comments that have been made in the media around some high-ranking cricket. Australia officials that may or may not have encouraged all of this. Now that's not an excuse. I mean, you can come in. I could say to you. I need you to tamper with the ball, and you would say to me, "I'm not going to do that. Like <laughs> that's cheating. Like you, you're responsible for your own conduct." So I'm not suggesting that this is a, an excuse. But what I'm suggesting is Warner has had this information since 2016, yeah. and if there are more people involved in this, 
he's known about it, and he has been flogged. He has been the scapegoat. You know, Steve Smith's been welcome back with open arms. We all love Smitty. Warner has been the guy that we have kicked. The guy that we've like made grovel, pillory for sure. We've we've told him that he can't be a leader. We've made put all of the all of the roadblocks in the way to have Warner come back into some sort of position to the point that right at the last hurdle, we changed the rules and basically turned it into what should have been is the David Warner that we have now evolve from the David Warner that we banned to the point that we can trust into a lead and it turned it into well, let's open it to the public and we know that it's going to turn into an absolute shit fight. it's just going to turn into a, a, a public hanging about what happened yeah. four years ago yeah. five years ago yeah. and he's stepped away from that he's had all of that if there's if there is skeletons in the closet he's known about it he's had absolutely no reason to keep them in there because Cricket Australia has treated him like crap and he just shut his mouth he's come back He's tried to do the right thing. He's tried to be the, the leader without having the label on it and just be. So I will respect Warner for that, that if, if there is all of this in there, like his manager is insinuating, and Warner has sat on it and just wanted to get back to the team, get back to his teammates and help atone for the guys that he's let down, he's done that. So I'm not going to give him – I'm not going to railroad him for that. But uh, in terms of his form, yeah. he's always been a guy that hasn't had a lot of footwork. It's been lots of just small weight transfer yeah. and then hands away from the body. And he's now just finding ways to get out doing that. that. Well, that works when you've got the reflexes, but yeah. as soon as you don't have the reflexes yeah. and you can't do it. The concerning thing too is you have a look at the dismissals in this series and they're locked They've up all of been him reaching for the ball yeah, and you need to reach out. But it's, my concern is the weight transference. Okay, mm. he's got no weight transference. He, even when he's trying to get forward, his weight's going back. You know, like that one that he, he tried to hit, I think it was a chase that he dragged it on. Um, he's nowhere near that. Nowhere near it. Because his weight, I mean, well, see he was nowhere he's... near any of them. The, the first yeah. wicket, the dismissal to, to Seals, he was yeah. nowhere near that, chopped it on. Yeah. Then in the second innings, I think he went for a big booming drive and just got nowhere near it and outside edged it through yeah. to... Through to um to Silver like that, yeah. that was a good piece of bowling though from uh, Alzari. Yeah, he uh, he gave him a good short ball before that camped him back. Wasn't he a bit disappointing, Alzari Joseph? He was a bit. Yeah, they were, they were all disappointing. Let's yeah. face it. Um, Alzari Joseph showed spots of being really good, and I just think in general that was a problem with the the West Indies. They just they'd have bits and pieces where one of them would stand up for a spell. Mm-hmm. But just the whole, yeah, the whole feel of the team was they were, by the 20th over, they were already like, oh, well, yeah. let's just bowl for a declaration. We'll get out there and try our best with the bat and see what we get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with, with Warner, he's about to come up against South Africa. I know he's got a pretty good record against South Africa, but all of what we're seeing here, no footwork reaching for the ball, yeah. is only going to be exacerbated by, by the extra Eric. pace. Yes. I can't see Warner getting any big scores against South Africa. I hope he does. Like he, He's one of the better players Australia has ever had. When you look at his all three formats, I mean, 46-ish in test cricket, opening the batting, and being an aggressive opener as well. Yeah, yeah he's a bit of a home track bully, but we don't hold that against Matthew guys like Hayden. Matthew Hayden, who was um, in a similar sort of boat. Um, but I just think the way that he set himself up, it's just he's just that half, you know, a quarter step slow, and it's catching up with him. And if he doesn't get a big, big score against South Africa, I don't think that he has the momentum to say, I definitely need to go to India. Well, this this is the whole thing, and we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago. 
I don't see why he feels he's got the right to suggest that he's going, oh, I'm going to go to India and then I'll go to England for the Ashes. And then, no, I'll, re- you, and then, and I'll, then retire. I'll retire. No, 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 no. What we need you to do is make some runs and then we'll consider taking you to these places. Yeah. And then, the same as anybody else. And the thing is, if it was Steve Smith going through a dry spell, oh, you'd give him the benefit of the doubt because you know that he's got X amount of hundreds in India, he's got X amount of hundreds in England. Yeah. Warner has not ever achieved in those two places. He's not currently achieving, so he's already, you'd think, should be his spot in jeopardy, going to places that even at the peak of his powers, he was a liability. And I'm just sitting there going, like, I don't want Warner's career to end this way, especially with all of the stuff that has just happened this week, because it will leave a really bitter taste on on his legacy. But for for mine, I just don't see, unless he comes out absolutely... Just suddenly clicks and it all starts working again, and he pumps a couple of hundreds against um, a against very, South very Africa. Good attack. They I are going to be red hot, mate. I just don't see how he has the momentum then to 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 be that automatic incumbent selection. I think it won't happen. The Australian selectors will take him because. They will because they're not brave enough to make that call. The, the, but the old Frenchy tour. But um, <laughs> I just at the moment we can't be doing that again. Yeah, just, no, I don't think. He but should, they will. He shouldn't yeah. be for mine. If you're going to be doing, you know, no emotion and just doing it based on runs, on runs and form, there's no way that I wouldn't. I'd be struggling to pick Warner for the next test, let alone the tests where he's historically been really bad at. Yeah. Oh, look, I um. Yeah, I was just watching him the other day, and I thought to myself, mate, your your time's pretty much up. You and know, like you're still you're still going to be able to go around the world and make you and make you quit in in the in the IPL and, and places like that where you're going to have conditions to suit. He doesn't. He's just not handling the ball moving around. And this is not a new thing. This has been going on for like four or five years now, where he's always been susceptible to somebody who can nip the ball away from him. And and what do you got to think too is. Like we said, Cricket Australia has put him, and it's been it's been something of his own making. Re- regardless of if there were people, there weren't people that were pushing for that. He is the person that stood up and said, "All right, let's tamper with the ball." You know, at any point, he is more than welcome to say, "That's wrong. We're not doing it. I don't care what you say." And then speak out, blah blah and blah blah. We're telling me to tamper with the ball. You know what happened when that happens? Blah blah and blah blah get moved on, and David Warner is a hero, a hero yeah. because he called out cheats. Yeah. Um, but he didn't do that. He tampered with the ball. So this is obviously a hell of his own making. But how much more has he got to give? I mean, the the Australian public has that Candace Warner has been coming out saying that his family, his daughters, are getting sledged in the stands. Like yeah. that is despicable mm-hmm. for starters. Um, so the fans, by and large, not only aren't with him, but are happy to disparage his family, which is a, a real dog act. Mm-hmm. The actual establishment is obviously not with him because they they put up a brave face, but they're not happy to take any steps towards reconciling that. It's always one more hurdle, one more hurdle, one more hurdle. How much mentally is he? I mean, I'm sure he loves playing with Smith and he loves playing with, with Patty and he loves playing with Marnus, but... At the end of the day, I like you know I love working with the guys that I work with, but there are times when the the company I work for I couldn't give two shits about. Yeah. 
there's a big difference. And uh, you, while you might enjoy working with those people and yeah. playing with those people, at some point, the fact that the the the, the establishment yeah. doesn't agree the with you. The environment that you're being asked to perform in is not conductive to good performance. And how really. much more has he mentally got to give to put in for that? I just I he just, must no. be. He must. No, all credit to him. He must be a pretty mentally tough dude. I mean, some. But we absolutely castigated him, and he's been getting castigated now for the last five years. And you know, now now his family and everything's been dragged in, which is just bloody shameful, really. Whoever whoever you are, if you're out there and you're drunk and you think it's a good idea to have something to say to David Warner's wife and children, they're little girls, exactly, little girls. Like, and apparently. Um, Got given like they were just being sprayed at the Adelaide tests and were just being spoken to horrifically. Mm. I mean, what just mm. just mm. absolutely disgraceful behaviour. Mm. It's fine if you don't like Dave Warner. I don't like Dave Warner. My partner can't stand Dave Warner. But there's absolutely no call to then go and just get stuck into the wife and kids of a cricketer who did something which the ICC deems is worth a one-game suspension. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But so I just, I just don't know how much more mentally Dave Warner's got to give. And he's, got, and he's going to need to be incredibly mentally strong because he's got to get up and be better than he's ever been before for the next, for the next year. Yeah. He's got to be at his best. The, yeah. the very best of Dave Warner has to be yet to come yeah. for, for him to deserve these spots. And, this he's always, so far away from yeah, offering that. This was always going to be the thing of a guy like Warner, but when he's in absolute peak form at the peak of his powers, he's almost unstoppable. But because of the nature of his game, where there's minimal footwork and a lot of hand, you know, throwing the hands away from the body and stuff like that, it eventually catches up with you. You know, he's, the bowlers don't get any, don't get any arms slower. And it's, it's been three years since he scored a Test hundred. Yeah. I just and like even the fifties and stuff that he's been making haven't been all that impressive either, you know. And I think there's only been what four or five fifties in that time, which isn't, you know. We need to, if we're fair dinkum, we need to start holding him to the same standard that we'd be holding to other other guys. Um, yeah, I just hope that selectors. We drop Kawaja for for something similar. Yeah, and he's actually averaging a little bit more. I think his average is about twenty eight or twenty nine or something. Warner's is twenty two. Mm. 22. Absolutely. And I just, I hope the selectors are brave enough to make the right choice. And if the right choice is David Warner has been training the house down and we think that's fine, but if the right choice is, Dave, you've got no business coming to England, then make the right choice. Don't. Don't be feel pressured because of all of the outside noise. He's not entitled to anything. No. He has to earn his spot. Even even if that Sam Habergate hadn't happened, he's not entitled to anything. No, exactly. there are better players than him that have not got the storybook ending no. that that he that he wants. Yeah. Well, so we've um the West Indies are coming back out here again. Yeah, next year that was actually going to be my next point. So before we move on to the next, yeah. the other the other topics, yeah. who who survives from this this mess? Who comes back in about, a year's time? Four of them. Four of them, so obviously you think the two openers. Um, well, Chandler was great. Chandler Paul's wonderful. He yeah. makes me feel so old, man. <laughs> like watching, it was like I could, you know, because we you all can see Shivner on. You know, like yeah. I think over a period of time, we've all demonstrated how much we love his old man Shiv. 
Yeah. He is like not even a chip off the old block. He is the old block man. It's yeah. just like it's, 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 it's almost like Shiv has just taken the black yeah. things off his yeah. eyes and went, oh, yeah, I'm a different person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, back twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he, he is. He looks like Shiv But Yeah, in, with... in all seriousness, so you've probably got the two openers. Um, Holder is a world-class performer. He's He has to be in the team. Um, he did nothing wrong during this series, I didn't think. His batting wasn't great, but his bowling was at its usual standard, minimal help. You'd like to get more well, penetration, think, but if yeah. you've got a better quick bowling attack, you'll take yeah. handful, like you'll take cheap overs where yeah. you're putting pressure I, on the batsman. I feel like if you've got Jason Holder as your all-rounder, though, you need three quicks that can get above 135. Yeah. Um, you know, 140 ideally. I think, but... I, look... Our Zari Joseph is probably worth persisting with because I would suggest he's probably the quickest of, of the of the long form bowlers that they've got. Jaden Seals is very disappointing. Well, um, for mine, the guys poor that old, and poor old Kemar Roach. I thought he was actually bowling quite well in that first test before he broke down. For yeah. mine, I'm with you. Obviously, both openers they'd come back. Yeah. I'd bring back Holder. I'd yeah. bring back Joseph and Seals because Seals is not the first young bowler to just be completely outplayed on their first tour. And what we've seen in the games he's played, he's going to be a good bowler. So you persist with him, bring him back. The other player I bring back is De Silva. Yeah, I persist with De Silva. And that's it. No one else. He He had a bad series, though. I I thought his wicket-keeping actually was really, really good. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, when you're not noticing him making mistakes, dropping balls, dropping Mm. catches, anything like that, he had a a blemish-free sort of series behind the stumps. Speaking of keepers, though, how good was Alex Carey on that final day? Oh, keeping up to the stumps, Denise. wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. I love that sort of stuff. Have we, like, I know it was 75% luck, yeah. but that first one where it's come off the batsman's leg and it's hit him in the shoulder and rolled up his arm and he's fumbled it into his chest, that yeah. first, I was like, that is yeah. really hard. Yeah. Really hard. And well, it's such it a big deflection. And I mean, you see, and it was he... two. It was off the bat, yeah. off the leg, um, and yeah. he just kept his cool. Didn't flail about. Just no. managed to reel it in. He's still look. Alex Carey's still got a couple of little technical things he needs to work on. But he's, I think, he's a better keeper now than what he was when he first came into the team. Mm. Um, he's still, he's still getting himself. I personally think he lines up too close to the stumps for the right arm bowler. So it looks to me like his his left foot is basically in line with about often middle stump most of the time. I would rather see him with his left foot outside off stump. Okay, so he, and I don't like how they're stacking the steps these days. They're so narrow. Why the English started this, and why are we following their example? Why are we having such narrow slip cordons? There's more carry here. He'd be further apart. Mm. He should be further apart. Yeah. And I think that causes I think that causes Kerry problems too. I'm not overly convinced that Dave Warner is a first slipper. Well, Smith is usually the first slipper, uh, especially would, to spin. I would, well, Smith's just outstanding. He's just mm. a freak. But yeah, Kerry Kerry is. Um, I think we found a, a pretty good wicket keeper back. Yeah, he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, he's going to be there for a while. He's. We don't need to worry about. When's Inglis getting into the team or anything like that? When nah. Carey's locked in for a while. Yeah. What about you, Glenn? Have you got any other West Indians that you think will come back for in a year's time? Or you think? That- well, I, I think Kemar might be done. I think I think he'll start to get injured yeah. on a regular basis. Um, but he's been great. He's over, had a pretty a long very, career over a very tough 
yeah. sort of period. He he's been good. I think you know, you know, you, you can't talk about him in the all time sort of year. Like, no, but, but he was a very good bowler for the over a long He's certainly time. the best of his era. Yeah, I would suggest. Yeah. Over, he's over the only time. the last. I think it was Walsh is the last West Indian bowler to take more than two hundred wickets before. Mm, yeah. So no West Indian has taken more than two hundred Test wickets since Courtney yeah. Walsh, other than Kemar Roach. Yeah. yeah, and like respectable and sort that's of respectable twenty sort that's of average, twenty odd so. years. Yeah. I, I think uh, you you persist with Alzari Joseph, but they've got to think about how they're going. I, to use I think him. Alzari Joseph is got to be used something like Brett Lee. He's yeah. not really the. He's not the opening bowler. Yeah, he's a change bowler who comes in and you just give him a license to cut loose and bowl fast and rough people up. Yeah. Um, giving him the new ball because I think that hurt him as well. He sort of had to take on that new yeah. ball line he, and length, beat bowling spells, and he just yeah. didn't. Yeah. He didn't have any. They weren't able gusto. to use him the way that they should have been. Um, Mind you, I think a couple of times when they they were going to that sort of plan that we've all talked about with Marnus, where you basically start rattling some up around his his lid and make him jump around a little bit, and you set the field accordingly, because Marnus will play the pull shot and the hook shot if he gets a chance to. So you're always in the game there. They couldn't execute it. Yeah, they just didn't execute it for any more than an over at a time, or. You know, and there were times when Marn I mean, we're talking about Marnus making the most runs in a two-test series in history. He could have easily been out a couple of times before he made a hundred in the first in the first one because he wasn't all that comfortable. Mm. And then there were mm. even times when, like on second mornings and stuff like that, he'd come out and they bowl a couple of bounces at him, and he'd be hopping around and jumping around. And they, but there was no backup to it. Yeah. There was no. Oh, and that's, yeah. what I, that's what I mean. There was just no plan. It was yeah. just I'll bowl a bouncer now. Yeah. Well, a couple of bounces this over. Oh, we'll just... how about if I just I'll set a leg slip and a short leg and a, and a forward square leg? They just gave no time for any of their plan. Like they, they didn't have plans. It was no. almost just like they whacked Cricket Twenty Two into the PlayStation and then just hit simulate overs. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what happened. And you come up with those weird stats, <laughs> and then it just comes in. We'll just hit simulate yeah. overs, and when it's done, we'll get to go out and bat. Yay! Yeah. Like. That's yeah. the fun part, and then no, it's not the yeah. fun part again. <laughs> and they go, "Oh God, we're there's fun. nothing funny about batting against the Australian pace attack, especially no. at night." Yeah. All right, yeah. well, we'll wrap it up there, and we'll move on to uh, England v Pakistan. Got it! Patrick Sloval, beautifully bowled. Well- the uh, English resurgence is continuing under the leadership of Ben Stokes. They were languishing at the very bottom of the World Test Championship, and now under Ben Stokes, they've only lost one game. I think that's now eight from nine, if I yeah. have done my maths right, with a uh, a very good win over Pakistan in the second test at Multan, which seemed to be a much more balanced yeah. contest between bat and ball. Um, some pretty amazing things happened in this one. In the in the uh, the first innings, Abra Ahmed, who was overlooked for the first game, took seven for in his debut debut game, and he yeah. took five in the first session. Yeah, it was an what is he bowl? I don't even know what he bowled. Leg spin, <laughs> yeah, young okay. leggy. He's a, he's yeah, he, he he come into the game as a they were saying he's a bit of a mystery spinner. I didn't think there was too much mystery about him at all. He basically bowls top spinners. He struggles to really bowl a big leg break, and his Roman's really good. Um, and he's very flighty. He flights the ball very well. Um, mm. Yeah, very impressed. But 
even so, he got five wickets in the first session. They still scored 180 runs. Yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was five for 180 at lunch, and you're going, mm. are you guys for real? Yeah, so they took mm. Harry Brooks' wicket in the 31st over, and they were five for 167. <laughs> yeah. Still at that point. Five wickets in the session. You think you're in. You, yeah. Yeah, you're you're one wicket away from getting into the tail. Yeah, um, you're on top there. Yeah, and you'll, yeah. You, you'd take, like, halfway through the inning, halfway through their batting line-up, if they're less than, yeah. you know, well, less than 170. Yeah. Then, well, I think, um, think ben, ben Duckett had a, a good test there. Yeah. yeah, 63 off 49 in the first, and then 79 off 98 in the second. So he had a good uh, series, actually. Yeah. Um, well, he's clearly a man for those conditions, mate. All he does is sweep, but yeah. does it really well. Mm. Yeah. Sweeps and sweeps and reverse sweeps and paddles. and so, yeah. Abra, and That I must mean, be so difficult for spinners to adjust to. Mm. I mean. Yeah. Just, or, yeah. Ahmed picked up another four in the, in the second inning, so he ended up with 11 for the game, which has got to be a pretty handy debut. Yeah. Um, Harry Brook added to his... Uh, Prolific run scoring start to his career with another 100, 108 off 149. Yeah, um, he's a bit scary. I'm very, very <laughs> apprehensive about Mr. Brook, actually, because yeah. I've watched a fair bit of him in these two test matches and I don't see any faults. Mm. I can't see a fault in the bloke. And uh, he plays he plays the pace well. He plays the spinners like you would not believe. His footwork's excellent. He's he hustles between the wickets. Very good defence. All yeah. the shots, just ridiculous he's amount the, of he's shots. The Billy Bean, the, the seven tool player. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's um he's yeah. going to be one that we need to worry about for quite a while. I would imagine. Actually, this yeah. whole this whole England batting lineup now. With the way that they're playing, we need to be quite concerned about them. You, you see, because it's largely the batting lineup. The, the key players are the same batting lineup which we routed. Yes, it for is. the last almost two series. Yeah. Uh, oh, like came out after this series. That well, after I think it was after the first test or the second test. Uh, they were like, we want to play. Like we'd happily go and play an away Ashes tour next week, and we win. It's yeah. like, hang on a minute. No. Like, uh, hang, no, on. No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, you guys are playing some spectacular cricket. You are rewriting the definition of test cricket. Don't get me wrong, absolutely no doubt. But you are bringing the same bowling attack, Broad, Anderson, Ollie Robertson, whoever, that literally just got pasted on some of the more bowler-friendly conditions that we've had. Yeah. You're bringing largely the same batting lineup. You're still going to bring, you know, Root, who hasn't scored a a run worth a damn out here. Still ring Stokes. You know, Harry Brook will be a nice change. Um, but, you know, it's largely the same composition. And you think that just because, oh, we just score freely now that you're just going to magically overdo it. Like, the, I yeah. think I think Australia needs to be a healthy healthy respect for what's going on and England need to cool the Jets because yeah. South Africa already proved that there is a blueprint to stuffing up Basball and that is good quality fast bowling when they routed yeah. Their, their loss, their only loss they had was a huge loss. Yeah. Mm. Um, so a good quality bowling attack can really undo Basball. And, you know, su- we've got that. I suppose the juxtaposition is um, they won that series, though. They did. Like they, I said. they did not go, okay, we got routed in that test, so we'll go back to what we used to do. They no. just they Oh, absolutely. I'm not it. saying that we're a lock to win it, but there is a blueprint yeah. there with good quality... <laughs> Well, Good quality fast well, bowling. I don't think it's rocket science. I think if, if guys are throwing the bat at the ball, 
In England, you just you you throw it a foot outside off and you wait for them to nick off. Yeah. Like, how how is this complicated? I don't understand. And, I mean, that basically describes Zach Crawley's Test career, doesn't it? Yeah. Over in England, you just throw it a foot outside off, stump and wait for him to nick off. So, yeah. look, they're playing wonderful cricket, and the intent is is the amazing thing about it. Is that Stokes is just pushing it on and pushing it on, and he's always looking to conjure a result out of it. Fine. It's going to yeah. be. It's going to be gripping. It's going to be wonderful cricket because he won't stop. I mean, the, he's not going to stop doing that against us or against whoever they play. This is just what they're going to do. But they also need to understand that some of these guys, like they did it to a New Zealand attack that bowled pretty poorly. Okay, dropped their bundle. They yeah, did it to the te- Indians. Teams will be ready for it. Now, yes. I think. I think largely in that series, I'm not saying. <laughs> You've got to adapt better, but I think largely in that series, New Zealand just weren't prepared for them no. to come out and go at seven, eight, nine runs and over in the last session to chase down Man. 300 runs. They just go, well, they can't chase down 180 runs in a session, and they just put it in the put in the bag. And yeah. and the, England just went, well, yeah, we can. Yeah. We, yeah. You gave us 30 overs, chase down 180 runs in a one day. We, we, we we're going to get it. We're going to get it. So why can't we do it? In? And your teams are going to be prepared for it now. They're going to, and that's the thing. Obviously. If you've got something that works, initially it's going to work really well, especially if it's sort of reinventing the wheel. Um, so the big thing now will be, like we've said, in when it hits a kink or hits a, a you know a, a, a fork in the road or anything like that, or our know, teams have got to look at how are things being played. Is it adaptable? Do they have that other gear when they go? All right, we've gone hard for the first session and we're now five wickets down. You know, Australia. If you're going to go up Australia, and Australia is going to take five for 180 at lunch, if we're playing them at Lords, yeah. knowing that we get we get Stokes out early, we're six down into the bowlers, yeah. they could be six out all out, so they could go from five 180 for all out for 200, yeah. and we'll we'll take 200. Yeah. Um, especially if the wicket's good enough to score 180 yeah. runs in a session, yeah. we'll just come out and bat normally and end up 300 runs ahead. Well, I mean, that session it was actually. It showed what Bazball's all about, but it also showed that Bazball has its flaws because all of those guys got starts. None of them went on and got 100. Yeah. Okay, and they're all out before lunch. Now, you're telling me it's good cricket practice to have both your openers, your number three, your number four, your number five, because that's how it was, all back in the shed before lunch. I don't care if you got 180 on the board. That's... They got a whale of it to a certain extent because they bowled so yeah. well in the so, Pakistani first innings. So 19 from Crawley, 63 for Duckett, 60 for Pope, 8 for Root, uh, 9 for Brook. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so you got some, you got double figures from your top three. And then, yeah, so, and then you lost four and five for yeah. not many. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, it, yeah, it worked out. Obviously, they played very well and recovered from that. But yeah. there's going to be positions where. It's. I think if, we're, if we if we have them five for a hundred and something at lunch, most games that we play against them, we'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'd rather them not be one hundred and eighty. But if we've got five wickets at lunch, well, we we would see that as being one wicket away from. Yeah, yeah I think you just have to mentally prepare for that and not panic if it happens. Yeah. Just be like, not not be like, oh my gosh, we're going for six runs at over. Yeah. You know, just be like, well, they're taking a lot of risks. Yeah. It's going to, you know, one's going to go to hand. And, I think you got to take your catches when they're playing like that. And everybody talks about, oh, they made 500 runs in a day. I watched most of that day's cricket and the Pakistani bowling was rubbish. Mm. It was appalling. It really was. It was sub... 
it was subpar first class cricket. It just wasn't test match bowling at all. Yeah, they just poor old Barbara Azam, he had no idea of what he was doing. He's like telling his bubbles, I'm setting your field for here and you're bowling on this side. I'll set the field over here for you then. And then they bowl on the other side. Yeah. On a wicket like that, their fast bowlers were bowling back at the length. They were just getting carted. Mm. The only one who looked like um had any real Nous about him was Nazim Shah, and it was just his extra pace. He was able to get a little bit of reverse at one stage, but they, they and they only bowled seventy five overs in that, in that, that first test, and it was it was just seventy five overs of perhaps the worst bowling I think I've ever seen in a test match. Well, yeah, just I mean you could argue that that's what happens when you you, you put extreme pressure on. Yeah. Um, you know, a bowling attack. Oh, of course, there's always there's always an argument. They've got to chase that leather, you know. They're yeah. going to be tired. Um, what do we think about the um, the the grass catch from from the English wicketkeeper? Are we even? I don't think you. There was a big oh. decision, like the, in the context of the game. Yeah, I don't think it was a catch. Pac- I think Pakistan probably win if they. Uh, yeah. yeah. And what what. what what annoys me is um, that I think that if the if the third umpire looked at that, he gives that not out. Yeah. But he had yeah. to overrule the on-field umpire. Who the soft signal. Gave the soft signal as out. Yeah. And that is why I hate any sport that has video technology and then makes it that the 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 you can't the definition has to be you need to overrule be like needs to beyond all doubt overall the umpire like how is that a thing the umpire uh, gets that yeah. long to look at it from forty meters away uh, yeah. you can slow it down and zoom in and get different angles uh, but apparently this bloke that looked at it once at full speed from forty meters away. His opinion is worth more than you, who can like zoom in and no, see it, the ball touching the grass. You can and, see, you yeah. can see the ball touching the grass. Now, any now, surely as a third umpire, that meets the definition of definitive proof. The I, ball's I, not allowed sh- to touch the grass. It, mate. Shouldn't, it's just it not. shouldn't be the standard. The standard when any sport uses technology to adjudicate its decision should be look at the information that you have available and make an educated decision based on that if you don't if it if you cannot if come to a conclude yeah. come to a conclusive decision on what you think it is then going it then you go back to the umpire and you go with what it's always been the, the umpire the old words refs call yeah and, and <laughs> people get annoyed at it but at the end of the day yeah, if you're way. if you're looking at it and go look guys i have no vision at all this you know the guy standing at point is in the way from the square on camera the gloves obscure the the front and back camera i got nothing there i can't see i can't make a decision go back to what the the umpire says and the umpire then goes i think it was i think it was out and you you, you cop that <laughs> yeah, exactly. when you're copying that the umpire goes i think it's out and the video ref uh, the third umpire is looking at it going well it's probably not out but I'm not. I'm hundred percent sure. sure. And if I'm not hundred percent sure, like I'm, I'm seventy five percent sure. I'm ninety percent sure. But beyond a shadow of all doubt, can I say that definitely yeah. that that ball hit the ground? No. So I have to give it. <laughs> yeah. And even not. even if the on field umpire didn't see it, right? If if his uh, view was obscured by the fact that the maybe the yeah. bowler was in the way, yeah. he still has to make a soft signal. Yeah. 
So I was just loving. He the, might not have seen it, but he's like, I love the. I'm oh, just judging by the reaction of the batsman. I'm going to give that out. What about like the, the ones like, that they've hit down to yeah. like deep mid wicket, and the guy's just catching it like big dive rolling thing, seventy meters away from the umpire, yeah. and we're going to trust that guy's opinion yeah, over. Video replays the, because, the, like, it's the, just the drunk bloke on the hill had a better view of that. It's just, it's just a stupid. <laughs> Ask him what's his soft signal. <laughs> it's a stupid tradition to try and like. Well, this well, is I where think, soccer I, have got himself in the same predicament. I think they're worried about the fact that if they don't give the umpires that sort of respect or any referees that sort of respect. Fans are going to demand that we're going to go down the road of oh. not having referees or umpires and just letting video do it, which will slow it down, which is not the case. We're happy to have human error, yeah. but we don't want the technology to correct human error be affected by human error. That's why there's limitations on the reviews. If you don't review it, then you have to cop what the umpire, or you run out of reviews, you cop what the umpire says, and you take that on the chin that the umpires are imperfect. No one wants the umpires to be perfect. But if we're going to develop a system to correct the imperfections of umpires, then we don't want that system to have an inbuilt flaw. And always, oh, why would you even bother having umpires if you don't have umpires call? Because you don't umpires call every decision. You don't go upstairs for every out. You use it when 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 you the think there's a chink. call only comes into into play when it's technology involved. Yeah, and you don't use that for every decision. Every every other decision that the umpires give is an umpires call. It's just it just frustrates just me not... that just how small minded people. Because I've had that argument so many times. If you do if you do that plan and get rid of umpires call or get rid of the soft signal, you might as well get rid of umpires. No, <laughs> you just put limitations on when it can be used, which is what the review system does. Never been a fan of the soft signal anyway. Oh, I hate it because it is. You're saying that this person that essentially has had one very quick, very limited view of it, his opinion is worth more than all of these cameras that we've got or Snicko and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So the reverse argument is that if we're going to go with the umpires, then why have the technology at all? You just, you, you just, you've almost, they've almost got it right. You give the umpires the power. And in limited, for a limited number of times, you can go upstairs. So it doesn't mean that you can go upstairs all the time. And if you get it wrong, you lose the ability to get going upstairs. And then later on, if the umpire makes a howler, then that's just going to, and you go back to one of those, that old, oh, you just got to accept the umpire's call because, you know, there'll be times when you, you know, you do nick it and you don't get given out and all that sort of stuff that you hear all the old heads talk about. Mm. You'll get that. It's just, you just... When you do have the system, it should not have human error built into it. It should be there. It should be black and white. It should be out or not out. It should be, it shouldn't be, oh, I think it's out, but I don't think it's out enough. So I'm going to stick with your flawed decision. Do you think that Pope thought that he caught the ball? Oh, I th- look, I'm not going to say that Pope's a cheat. And it was very close. I think Pope genuinely thought that he caught it. I mean, yeah. in, yeah, I especially when look- you're wearing... I just look at how the ball was positioned in his gloves and where it actually touches the ground. The ball is in the last two fingers of each glove and the and they're on either side. You can see the same and that ball's sitting on the ground. I'm struggling a little bit with the fact that even with those gloves on, mate, you know how close you are to the ground. 
when you're diving yeah. down to pick that up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got underneath it, you would feel you've got underneath it. Yeah. He was never underneath it at any stage. I mean, Even when he picked it up, he picked it up. He picked it up like that, upwards. He didn't slide slide underneath it and then bring it up. He kind of scooped it back up. And I think the ball clearly touched the ground because he only had control of it in the two fingers on each glove. I think. Yeah, and I it think doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the ball is grounded in any way. Yeah, even if it's, it's not a little bit of control, you no. cannot ground it at all. No, it's, it's not. not it's not like the NFL where you can use the the ground a little bit to no. control the ball. No. Um, the yeah. second a blade of grass touches that ball, mate, yeah, it's, it's not out. Yeah, and I think honestly that is the issue is with it is the soft signal. If there was no soft signal, he probably looks at that and goes, "Yeah, it's hit the ground, yeah. move yeah. on." But to overrule the, the 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 standard is to overrule the um, on field umpire, and he's got to be a hundred percent sure that hit the ground. I mean, how are you a hundred percent sure unless you've like, <laughs> with that? It's just it's a ridiculous standard to play up to, and it's just. They're trying to head off a problem that I don't think will ever eventuate. All you've got to do is just put limitations on when and where the technology can be used, mm. and that's it, and you're done. You're happy with that. You just tell everyone, this is what can be reviewed, this is what can't be reviewed, this is how often you can review it, and everything else, you, you cop what the umpire says. And as long as that's the case, that's fine. And then when you're basically then just asking for yes, no, yeah. not yeah. Not oh, what do you think? Not a you think. It just it just goes when it goes up to the third umpire. He disregards anything the umpire says, yeah. and he just goes and looks at it with what he has got at his disposal, which is a hell of a lot more than what the umpire has at his disposal, and goes right, bam, I think it's out, and the technology says it should be, and you move on. It's just it's just it's a farce, and it annoys me so much. Like. Umpires call on LBWs, the soft signal on on catches, outfield catches. I just every time I cringe every time they have that shot of the umpires huddling together. Like, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I was standing at square leg. Did you see it? No, I'm I'm, I'm 65 meters away. Of course, I didn't bloody see it. Well, what are we going to signal? I'll just just go out. And then, like, because <laughs> I'm sure that's, that that's happened too. It's like, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? No, I, uh, I want to say it's yeah. I was watching the races on my oh, phone, yeah, mate. Yeah, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. There wasn't a stumping chance. It was a fast bowler. <laughs> it was completely switched off. Yeah. <laughs> I was fiddling yeah. with the rocks yeah. in my hand that I used to count to six. Like, <laughs> what? And found there was only five of them. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the no, England bowling did do well over there, I have to say. I think, yeah, look. Credit where credit's due. Oh, I hate that, I yeah. hate that phrase when it involves yeah. Jimmy Anderson. I know. But he was, he was did, I must admit. He averages oh, 20 in Asia since he turned 35. I know. Did you see the seed he knocked um, Brisbane over with? Yeah. <laughs> what a ball that was. Yeah. You don't have to like him, but you No. You, 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 don't you may have, have to, to respect him. him. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, 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 I even said to was arguing with some English fellow the other day, and um, he was talking about. Oh, I made a point something about oh, you know, like West Indies were batting teams out of it, and that's where the the cult came from. That everybody would just bat you out of the game so that you didn't have a chance to chase in the fourth innings. And he said, "Oh yeah, but the West Indies never made five hundred runs in a day." So that's not the point, mate. You're missing the point entirely. But anyway, at the end, I said, by the way, Anderson bowled a magnificent delivery to Rizwan the other day. 
Is it all good on you, Aussie? Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, like... See you in, see you in 18 he's, months, he's got, dude. He's got to be, in history, he's got to be the most improved bowler. Yeah. Mm, um, I think so. I mean, to, to run in like that at the age of 40 as well. I mean, just, you know... I still have him a notch, be- a notch behind the real greats of... Yeah, I mean, well, well, but, they, those those guys bowled like that their whole careers, not yeah. just the last five years. Yeah. Or, um, you know, the last well, ten years. It, the way I look at it, he's had plenty of time to finally get it right, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, but to be fair, he doesn't have a lot of the skills that you would imagine would be what you'd need to be successful in those, you know, you, not a big, you know, he's a swing bowler who doesn't have a lot of pace or bounce. And you're yeah, like, yeah. Well, how are you ever going to do well on subcontinent wickets? And he's, he's found a way. So, he just doesn't give up, I think. <laughs> well, he, look, the spell that he bowled um, on that first, on that fourth morning when he knocked Rizwan over, that was well, a finest spell of swing bowling that I could imagine seeing in Asia. He mm. was making the ball swing, swing both ways. Yeah. And the line and length was impeccable. Um, he was unlucky not to like, get an absolute bag full. Yeah. I mean, Ollie Robinson found a, a new gear over there as well. Yeah, Ollie Robinson was fantastic. Mark Wood ended up with four in the four innings of that second test. So uh, some players that you wouldn't nat- you know, naturally assume being good bowlers over in the subcontinent. Because Mark, Wood, well. Mark Wood's got pace and bounce, but not really a lot else. You wouldn't no. think on subcontinent wickets with no pace and bounce that Mark Wood would be effective. The thing is, Mark Wood has the airspeed, and yeah. that seems to be a big thing over in, on these subcontinental pitches is a bit of airspeed from your bowlers. And that gives you, that keeps you in the fight. And that makes Anderson and Robinson's performance even more um, spectacular, really, wasn't it? Because neither of them have pace, neither of them have bounce, um, or they, they rely on skill to, to make, make the ball move around. And they did that in spades. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. All right, we'll finish off with a quick talk about uh, how the, uh, the Aussie and Indian girls are going in, uh, in their T20 series. Okay, yeah, well, um, we've had a very interesting uh, T20 series going on over in India at the moment between the all-conquering Australian women and the, the vastly, vastly improved Indian women's team. Who, yeah, it's um, all square, is it not? It's all square now. Um, it's been a very interesting <laughs> series, actually. A lot of runs scored by both teams. Um, yeah. You know, in the first game, I think it was India got... Oh, 172, yeah, 172, and we got one. 173. Um, the mm-hmm. great Beth Mooney, as usual, doing his Beth Mooney things. Yeah. And the new um, number one T20 women's batter in the world, Talia McGrath, doing Talia McGrath things uh, as well. At least Healy's done a really good job too. She's yeah. is her first uh, series as captain. She got 37 off 23, so yeah. that's nothing to sort of poke you. Uh, you know that as well. Oh, 89 look. off 57 for Beth Mooney yeah. and then 40 off 29. One thing I was really happy to see, um, I said, well, I didn't see the game because they're on it really late at night, but yeah. um, at least Perry's bowling again. She got two for 10 in her two overs. Yeah, and, and bowled very, very well. Um, and that's sort of, she's sort of was that period where she was coming off a few really bad hamstring injuries and she's yeah. even on the outer in the T20 side because she wasn't bowling and she's not really the most dynamic T20 batter. Not when you're compared to the guys who, or the, the girls who we've got in that team, you know, like you've got 
you know, no Meg Lanning's not there, but Alyssa Healy, Talia McGrath, Ash Gardner. Yeah. Um, they're all <laughs> they're just massacre bowlers for so, fun. So if Perry's not bowling, she doesn't have as much value to the T20 side. So yeah. she, she was actually not getting picked in the, the, yeah. the more recent T20 series. And she's series. actually been listed. She was listed to come in at number eight the other day. And like that if, is one. If at least Perry's lineup. fit and bowling, she'll play in every game for Australia because she's. You yeah. can't tell me there's five better bowlers than Elise Perry, yeah. but uh, yeah, she might end up being more of a bowling all rounder than a batting all rounder for for Australia and that. So it's good to see her back bowling and doing well. Yeah. So we um we end up getting home quite comfortably. I think we have an over to spare or something like that, or an over and a half to spare. Um, and then backed up a couple of days later, and the Indians have gone out again and. Really give us a bit of a touch-up. Five for 187. Against that Australian bowling attack is pretty good going. Um, Harman pre-core, as usual, doing Harman pre-core things. Um, Shrita Mandana as well got some runs. And then well, we um, we were coasting to, to another victory, and somehow we ended up on the same score, which is quite extraordinary because we only lost one wicket. All right. But, um, yeah, well, it ended up being a super over, and then in the super over, they got 20 off the super over. Right. Which is, will win you most super over contests. Well, you, you feel like there might have been a uh, miscalculation, though. Yeah, Some, I think someone's... somewhere along the line, somebody wasn't counting. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so mm. the series is now tied up all at one all. And well, it goes it, to show, you know, if, you, if you're close enough, you're, yeah. <laughs> you can... Uh, it must have been a bit of a rude shock for a lot of these Australian women because they're not used to losing very many games. So no. the fact that they kind of, I think they um, they made a bit of a blue there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it shows that they were they were willing to give, um, like, because they gave Heather Graham the... Yeah, the Super Oval. And she, that was her... Her de- debut. De- debut. So on debut, and she bowled brilliantly. Four, yeah. uh, three wickets uh, for it's 22 20. runs off her yeah. four overs. And then they just went, all right, well... You can bowl the super over. You're bowling well, so you can bowl the super over. And I think, you know, credit to, you know, backing your your, your players in after they were playing well. But probably someone like a Megan Shoot or even an Elise Perry or someone yeah. like that who's been in that situation before would probably have been uh, a, a, a better go. I even get, I, a, I get the feeling, but that this, this, um, this Australian team is looking to expand... Um, Even Natalia McGrath, I'm not like I don't know. I didn't watch the game, but she didn't bowl at all. Like, and she's come up really clutch for the strikers yeah. in the the WBBL. It's just, yeah, I, I think if if um, Healy had a time over again, she may have gone with the. But I suppose the same thing. These, that's not really, you're not really on a hiding to anything here. You yeah. you've got a chance to go and throw. If, throw some people in and blood them because yeah. essentially they're just playing for World Cup, just World yeah. Cup cycles at the moment. So yeah. they drop a game, they drop a game. But and you know what better opportunity? I mean, Graham is is a good young all rounder. Yeah. Uh, she's bowled well. Um, what better chance to give her in there to see if she can bowl in a super, super over? And, and so I imagine it, it it would in all the situations you find yourself in cricket, a super over as the bowl will be quite a challenging one. Tell me, and how did the over go? Um, we, obviously, we lost. Uh, they took twenty off her. Oh, okay. And then we, uh, I think we. She got, got a wicket though. Yeah. Yeah. So right. it went for twenty, but uh, I think we only got fourteen or six. And we hit the last ball of, the, of our super over for six, but it wasn't enough. Right. Okay. So the over went uh, six wicket one four six three. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So. 
Uh, Richard Gosh hit a six, um, and then a court and bold, and then Harmonbury Core got one. And How many wickets do you get in a super two. over these days? Right, two. Okay. two. Yeah. And then um, we went four, one, and then Ash Gardner got out, and then we went one, four, six. So we got right. 16. So, yeah. yeah, like I said, there didn't appear to be too much in it for the bowlers. And nah. so the fact that she did four for 22 and a four overs is yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so with three more to go, series yeah. tied. I actually am really enjoying what the Australian women are doing these days. I'm they enjoying play... the fact that the, like, the Australian women are clearly, well, we've got yeah. the best cricketing infrastructure in the world for women's cricket. We yeah. are clearly the best team in the world, no. and we're being pushed. And the only way that we're going to get better as a side is no. if we're pushed. Yeah. Um, and the fact that England, England with the women's 100 there, they're going to rebound quicker than people think. Their golden generation's gotten a bit older. They're moving yeah. on. But with more well, yeah. emphasis on women's cricket, you're going to unearth more talent. Yeah. Well, have a yeah. look at some of the some of the girls they've got coming through that are like 18, 19, They 20. will rebound. They're going to rebound very it's good, quickly. It's good for women's cricket to have three contenders for that yeah. top spot. Well, I actually think there's more than three. South Africa, I think, I is think going to be South a very Africa, good team. Yeah. Um, Pakistan are going to be a good team in a couple of years as well. So we're going to have a situation where you're going to have four or five or six women's teams that are very, very competitive with one another. The trick will be from a, from an Australian perspective because obviously there is a lot of interest in women's cricket, especially commercially. Like there's a yeah. lot of money going into women's cricket and, and deliberately. We're deliberately, yeah. uh, which is why we are where we are because we've invested so much is, yeah. you know, can we maintain that that air gap to I the rest think, of the world? I think we can because you only look at, Look at the WBBL and the young young girls are coming through there. Yeah, I think the, the big thing, obviously, will be the juggernaut that is India. I mean, I don't think they've got an established women's, like a properly established women's. they're going to have. And that's going to be a big thing. Like we yeah. saw what happened with Indian cricket once they unearthed the, the IPL and yeah. just the factory of white ball players that were coming through. And then also they turned into red ball players. They've got such depth there yeah. um, is when that gets – Big Indian money going into mm. it. Will that even the scales out? I think it will. So um, it'll be a big thing about you know how and, do we then unearth? And the thing is, you've got a lot of those Indian women now that are playing overseas, where they're permitted to play overseas, where the men aren't, mm. which is an interesting. And I'm wondering, actually, one thing I'm wondering is because obviously there has been no established cricket league. Once the women's IPL starts, is that going to? Continue? Well, they still are. They going to have it then? Like the men, they can only play. Um, I don't think they will. You don't think so? No, I, I can see. I can see the, the IPL lifting the ban on on Indian players playing overseas shortly. Oh, you re- you reckon they're going to lift that ban? Oh, I do. Once we start going to these twelve month contracts, where they'll be contracted to play all around the world. And they'll still be contracted their Indian well, Super League team. So, so I, well, I think that's going to be a difference. I don't think they're going to lift the ban, but obviously it'll be they're contracted to their franchise. So yeah. they'll take that as an IPL competition. So I think that you know Virat Kohli will play for the uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore and yeah. whoever their affiliates are, but I don't think you'll see him come and play for the Renegades. Okay. I think he'll play for IPL franchises. But what that's the thing, there are no... WIPL franchise in the world. Yeah. So I'm wondering if once that gets off the ground, you know, the the Shmini Mandahars and all that are then going to just suddenly stop playing worldwide and in the in the hundred and they'll be forced to then just play. Well, It'd be interesting it's to see. It's going to be interesting goes. to see how that goes. I mean, I think 
the Indian men were different because they were already like pretty well established. If you want to get the Indian girls to the top, then they're going to need to be exposed to these other competitions. Completely agree. I'm just wondering whether the sort of I think arrogance is probably too strong a word, but no, it's I'm, not. I'm going to go with it. If the yeah. arrogance of the BCCI is we have our own competition now, yeah. everyone can come and play the WIPL, but um, you can't go play anywhere else because yeah. this is the best. And why would you want to waste your time in those other leagues? You just play here, yeah. and then just not allow them to go and play in other leagues. A la the men. I, I agree. Down the track, I'm sure we'll see Indian players playing in the UAE tournament and the South African tournament and the American tournament, but I don't think we'll see them playing outside of IPL. So they, won't, they won't be freelancing. Yeah, they'll, they won't be going off and playing wherever. They'll just be playing for whoever. They'll just they'll follow their franchise no. around. Essentially, is all that all that will be. I don't think it'll truly be free to play wherever you like. No. It'll just be your sign to play for. Royal Challengers Bangalore and Royal Challengers Bangalore have a South African team and they have a United States team and they have a UAE team. Mm-hmm. You won't see them play Big Bash or the Hundred, yeah. but they'll play. Yeah, I play that's feasible. Um, that's certainly, I think that's where it's going. With these. They'll end up with, with once we start seeing the, oh, the, the at least twelve. The, right, the writing's on the wall. They're already yeah. talking about it. Like, yeah, it's that's it, 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 it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> it just will happen. Yeah. It makes from a. From their point of view, it makes perfect sense. Lock Joss Butler up for a year. You want to play for, who does he play for? Hyderabad, whoever it is, you play for Hyderabad. Well, we've got a team in Johannesburg and we've got a team in um, the UAE. And and so you'll just follow them around. Done. Easy as. Because I think he's already playing in the South African equivalent of their team. I'm not sure what it's called. Um, But... Well, Rajasthan. It's the yeah, Rajasthan, Rajasthan so Royals, Royals. The pink one. Yeah, so, and then he'll play, I think, it, is it Royal Port Elizabeth, I think it's called, their yeah. team? Um, yeah, so he'll follow them around. So I'll, it, it will happen. It just makes perfect sense from a franchise perspective. It's terrible for world cricket, but mm. for, for the, the IPL, for, for the, the business. behind the IPL, it makes, it it makes commercial sense. And, and they will make it happen. They have all the money, and money makes things happen. Yes, sadly. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm... I'm I really wish the time zones just lined up a little bit better. I'm hoping because the next game is on tomorrow morning. Yeah. If it was on the following morning, I'd probably be able to stay up and watch it. I'm going to stay up and watch it. <laughs> I have to go to work. I'm not back no. until Sunday. <laughs> well, I'm about to have six weeks off. So, oh, you know. that's right. He's that's a school yeah. <laughs> glorified <laughs> babysitters. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it's not even remotely close to true. If you're one of those people that think that teaching is glorified babysitting, I <laughs> challenge you. That is not true. Yeah, um, yeah so anyway, it's um, cricket. It's uh, yeah, a really great series, and I'll have to probably catch more highlights. KO minis. KO minis for the win. They're the best. Um, and, yeah, it's just good to see the Australian team being being pushed Really, really being pushed. Um, I would like to see maybe someone other than the top three batters for Australia get a go <laughs> at the moment. So yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe a little more uh, more spice in the in the pitches would be good. Yeah. But um, you take what you P- get. Push there. Ash Gardner up to open. I'm sure she'd love oh, it. No, don't mess with anything. I just want to see <laughs> the more balance between bat and ball. The fact that we've managed to take ten wickets in those two games, uh, and they've is, only taken two. Where? Yeah, two. 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 Unless you count the super over, yeah. <laughs> which means we go to six, uh, we would go to eleven, and they go to three. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, it really just goes to show how good the uh, the girls that we've got at our disposal are. They're just they're amazing. One of the best one of the best sporting teams in this country's history. Uh, well, that'll finish off uh, this episode. What a great what a great sentiment to uh, to end on. We'll have the uh, test series that I am very very excited for. My f- take away that the um, the mystique and the majesty of the Ashes. Australia South Africa is my favourite test series to watch. They're yeah, always right. so good to watch. There's always something happening. That's for um, sure. My favourite test innings was in an Australia South Africa game. Michael Clark one sixty one. That is, oh, so good, so good. Um, so uh, and you know John the Graham Smith walking out with a busted hand to try and save the game. You know Johnson ripping through them at Perth. Um, all sorts of Dale Stain and Rabada taking fifers. It's just such a great series to watch. Cannot wait. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kicking off Saturday, I believe. Saturday. It's Sunday. Um, a weekend start. To a weekend test. start. Who would, have, who would have thought? There you go. I'm not going to lie. There is a little, just a teeny tiny part of me that's going, maybe it'll rain Saturday. I can just watch the test at the pub. <laughs> but um, I'll probably miss most of it because I will be playing my own cricket, but... Um, yeah, that's, that's the ironic thing, isn't it? We miss the cricket because we're, we're well, so dedicated that we play the game. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. But, yeah, so we'll have all that to talk about for our next episode. Uh, the Big Bash is unfolding as we speak, so and we'll we probably get... Have, and we shall have a super coach update. Yeah, week. so we'll... By then, we've got a couple of rounds underway. And we we'll, can... we'll have the, the first round will be done, and I think we'll be halfway through the second round. Yeah. So we can talk about how poorly we went in our <laughs> in our first yes. round of BBL 12. Yeah. Um, until then, I hope you all enjoy your weeks. I hope you're all enjoying the Big Bash or whatever cricket is at your disposal. And uh, until next week, bye for now. Bye, guys. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.